Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! Darnell Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Brock Nelson has his 20th of the season as the Islanders lead Chicago 1-0 halfway through the first period. After two, Minnesota leading Florida 4-2. Early in the third period, Devils with a 4-1 advantage on the Blue Jackets. Also early in the third, Red Wings and Hurricanes tied at two. Oil Kings in action tonight at Rogers Place just Getting underway against the Prince Albert Raiders. We'll keep an eye on that game for you. And, of course, the Oilers try to make it 13 in a row. Tomorrow night, visiting the Calgary Flames, the second BOA this season. The Oilers won the Heritage Classic earlier this year, earlier this season, back in October. So that one tomorrow on 6.30, Chet. The face-off show will be at 6.30, and the puck will drop at 8. Just an amazing run here for Edmonton, and they're getting the wins here in the last third of this 12-game winning streak, even though they uh, haven't been playing with the lead, at least early in games. They have been falling behind, had to rally the last two games at home. They gave up the first goal against uh, Detroit a little over a week ago. They were down one nothing in, in Montreal, had to tie it up in the third period and win in overtime. Head coach Chris Knobloch commented on them repeatedly falling behind in games. You can only get away with that so many times. I think we're at the point where I'm not sure we can get away with that anymore. The starts are very important, and you look at the stats on if you score first, the chances of winning obviously increases. That's changed a little bit over the years. You know, probably 10 years ago, if you score first, you're more likely to win 75% of the time. Now it's maybe 60% of the time, or I'm not sure what the numbers are, but that first goal is important, and it's really important that we start getting that first goal. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, look, they've shown some resilience. They've shown some steadiness. They've fallen behind by one or two. They haven't been falling behind by three or four, so they have kept games under control. But I think logic and the law of averages would dictate eventually you're going to fall behind or be trailing into the go, 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 going into the third period. And maybe even if you play well, it's just not going to go your way. But, hey, credit to them because they have been able to fall behind and come back. Here's Vinny DeHarnay. I think it's the the little the little mistakes, you know. I think the first period uh, last night, I don't think we we played bad. I think we had uh, lots of chances, but we we gave up three breakaways. Uh, you know that we, we just can't do that. We just that just we can't do that on a daily basis on a uh, on for every game. We can't start. Uh, 
down down uh, to uh, nothing. But um, I think it just shows our, our our character. I mean, we're not. We know it doesn't matter at the score. We know we're we 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 trust our team. We know we're 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 in the game. Uh, if we're up or down, doesn't matter. I think that's. A pretty reasonable comment. Uh, I wouldn't say the first period was horrible last night, but as he said, they gave up three breakaways. <laughs> Seattle scored on two of them. There's nothing wrong for you on most nights with how the Oilers attack. Uh, I think Toronto, who they played on Tuesday, good team, able to generate chances, keep pucks alive. Uh, and then against Seattle, yeah, just some some kind of breakdown, some missed assignments, some pucks turned over, and you give up breakaways and, and fall behind. So they continue to work at it, but again, Again, it, the third one hasn't been going in. I think that's a combination of goaltending and maybe the Oilers being able to steady the ship when it hasn't gone their way. And then the offensive players can help get them back in the game. And a guy who did that last night with four points was Leon Dreisaitl. I think there's a sense of trust within our group. Uh, I believe that um, you know, no matter what, we, we continue to play our game and, and, and climb back into games. But... Um, there's a fine line of, of doing it too much and too often, right? So, um, obviously, tomorrow is a good chance for us um, yeah, to, to start with the lead. Yeah, we'll see if they can jump on the flames tomorrow night. So, 12 victories in a row. A team record, extending the own team record that they set when they got to 10 on Saturday in Montreal. And this is uh, pretty... Pretty rare to do something like this. In the history of the National Hockey League, there have been 19 winning streaks of 12 games or longer. So the Oilers now own one of those. There have been 11 winning streaks of 13 or longer. So that's what they're shooting for tomorrow. Uh, 17, the Pittsburgh Penguins have the longest winning streak ever in 92-93 from March 9th to April 10th, 1993. I I got an email the other day uh, from a a listener saying, Reed, why don't you ever, where are the Philadelphia Flyers of seven? 9980 and all this different streak that was an unbeaten streak uh there was no regular season overtime in that season uh the philadelphia flyers had a 35 game unbeaten streak they did not lose for 35 games almost half the year they had 25 wins and 10 ties uh in in this day and age in the nhl you'd call that a point streak because you can lose in overtime and still get a point so that that's a that's a different type of record we're just talking pure winning streaks and the orders are up to 12 the all-time record is 17. Kind of a, a bit of a uh, chuckle today after practice as Dreisaitl was asked, is this the longest streak you've ever been on, any level of hockey? I mean, in Germany, we like, lose four games all year, yeah, but that's not really <laughs> comparable to the NHL. Um, so um, nothing nothing quite like this one. Um, you know, it's special. It's, it's, it's a great feeling, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, tomorrow we got to get up and then there's a new new challenge ahead of us, a big one. So um, teams are teams are coming for us now. We, we know that we're aware of that. So uh, we got to got to bring our game every night. All right. And they will bring it tomorrow night in front of uh, some of their siblings. This is you've heard about teams doing, you know, parents trips. Uh, you know, a mother or a father able to come on the trip. The Oilers here, uh, siblings. So the, they were at the game last night at, at the morning skate yesterday at practice this morning at the game last night and going to Calgary as well. Darnell Nurse is uh, thrilled to have his older sister Tamika watching him play. 
Yeah, I mean, Tamika was the first athlete that I looked up to that I wanted to be like. I remember uh, when she left to go off to, to play basketball in Oregon, it was an awful day. I was like, why do you have to leave? Uh, can't you stay? But, uh, you know, going to you know, a, a ton of basketball gyms to, to watch her play, whether it was provincials or, uh, you know, in, in league play and see, you know, how she worked her way from, I mean, some of the, just played female basketball in, in Canada and then small Hamilton area and then was able to go and play uh, Division One basketball so it was, it was pretty cool and you know to, to see from the back seat and to follow her whole career really uh, but like I said it's special that she's able to come out here and, and enjoy this trip because uh, you know, with, without her like she's a first role model to look up to so it's, uh, it's great to have her. Yeah, Tamika, uh, I mean, the whole nurse family, obviously very uh, athletic. She played NCAA basketball. She is the oldest of the three siblings, also Darnell and Kia. And uh, I got to uh, have a quick one-on-one chat with Tamika Nurse this morning. Well, first of all, uh, I, I mean, I know you've seen Darnell play before, but what's it sort of like? to be here, not just to see him, but be with other siblings and people that have affected the players' lives. It's really cool to take in this experience, you know, with Darnell and then with everyone else's siblings and mentors and all the people that made a a lot of a difference in their hockey careers, just to be able to be in the atmosphere and see what goes into the the games day in and day out and the preparation that it takes to be a professional athlete. Like, it's just a really cool experience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your family, it's well publicized about the incredible athleticism, but as the oldest sibling, I guess it all starts with you right I like to say that it started with me I tell them that I am the best athlete in the house I was just you know ahead of my time but uh no all jokes aside I'm really proud of what my brother and sister have accomplished and cousins and all those great kids that are going to come after us so like basketball and football have been big in your family how did Darnell wind up uh well I I know there's other hockey in your family too but your immediate family like Mm -hmm. how did he go how did he wind up doing the hockey thing oh we said he wasn't very good at basketball that's really what happened that's what my dad said (laughs) my dad said he wasn't great at basketball when he was little so I had to find something else he was a great skater always when he was young so it was one of those things where it's like my parents were always really on board with whatever we were good at or we really liked we were going to go with Darnell loved to skate he was good at it and it was like you should just stay here (laughs) this is your lane (laughs) I mean every like obviously everybody's kind of played a high level but I'm just wondering when you were watching Darnell like, did you start to think, like, oh, they're talking about him being drafted, like, really high. Like, when did you start to think, I think my brother's going to play in the NHL? Uh, so I, like, full disclosure, didn't understand hockey that well, right? I didn't play it. I was older than him. I didn't understand. Uh, Darnell had always said he was going to play in the NHL. And you laugh. Same as when Kia said, I'm going to go to UConn. You laugh, okay? You're like, oh, yeah, you guys got big dreams. But the truth is, like, he always believed in himself. He always worked really hard. He was always really prepared. And there was a time, I remember, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, he's going to go. Like, he's going to get drafted this high in the OHL. Oh, my gosh, he's going to go to the NHL. Like, this is legit. Like, I remember looking at being like, you're really good, huh? <laughs> like, so, yeah, there was one of those moments. What do you think of the winning streak as an observer? This is incredible, honestly, um, especially to see, like, the quick turnaround and how far they've come from the beginning of the year. I think you always knew they had it in them. That was never the question was, were they talented? It was like, you're going to put it together and you're going to win. So I think we're sitting at the inevitable, but it's really exciting. I want to ask you about your journey, too, playing NCAA basketball. It's my experience covering sports. There's so much more, and I'm not saying it's equal with men, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm saying that it seems to me there's so much more coverage of women's sports, basketball, mm-hmm. hockey. Did you, as as a, someone who has been a competitor, your help, do you, do you find that, or how do you view it? I feel like we are finally covering women's sports and giving them the attention that they deserve. I know... 
what's happening now for women's sports was not happening when I was young or coming out of university. I know that my trajectory and what I felt like I could be or become is a lot different than when my sister felt like she could be or become when she came out of the University of Connecticut. And I know that the generation that's coming next, they will feel like they can be and do more. So again, it's always a process. It's not going to happen overnight. But now that we're drawing attention to women's basketball and hockey, soccer, um, and all these leagues are sprouting up where we're actually letting these females be professional athletes, I think it's a very big deal because now you can see something that you can actually be. Um, so for me, the idea is is that this generation just continues to hold firm and progress um, so that the next one will be even better. That's it. All right, my final one. Have you attended a Battle of Alberta game in person before? I have not, so I am excited. We are in enemy territory, so I'm a little scared, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's cold, so we're going to take all of this in stride, but I am hoping for win number 13. All right, that is awesome. Tamika Nurse, Darnell's oldest sister, older sister, as uh, we get ready for the Oilers and Flames tomorrow, and she's looking forward to being at that game, part of the siblings trip for your Edmonton Oilers. You or your sibling can get in touch tonight at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email the show, sports at 630ched.com. We will have Curly Gittens Jr. on the show in a bit, the new receiver for the Edmonton and Elks came over in the trade with Toronto for Jake Ceresna. And I'll tell you a little bit about uh, what looks like to Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Be some shrinkage for the Alberta Junior Hockey League. That's coming up. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Will be new to me, but you know, living in Alberta and um, knowing the the competition, the rivalry between these two teams, and they'll be motivated. They're always motivated to beat the Edmonton Oilers, and we're always motivated to beat the Calgary Flames. And but now with our streak and them chasing us in the playoffs, there'll probably be even more animosity and more more of a rivalry. And it'll be great. Um, I think there are certain times in the season that you want those games, and they're exciting for our players. Obviously, they're exciting for the fans, and you know, hopefully, it's a good hockey game. Chris Knobloch ready to coach his first Battle of Alberta game tomorrow. It's so interesting how things have shifted, right? A couple months ago, teams doing poorly, changing coaches. How are you handling this? How are you getting through this? How are you staying positive? Well, now the questions are, how do you handle the win streak? How do you not get distracted by it? How do you not get fat and happy? Knobloch talked about how he's handling it. It feels great winning, and honestly, I sometimes forget which game we're on that we've won. I, I don't know, and I don't know where it ranks on longest streaks or anything like that. I kind of see, I look at the standings and kind of see where we are, but I don't look very much because we might have a night off and we can 
slip a spot or we don't know another team has a game in hand, all that stuff. So I'm like, I looked actually today and I saw that we are out of the wild card. We're above that now. Or typically I know just a kind of a window where we are right now. And I just try not to, and I hope the players are the same, that they're not looking at the standings every day and they're just looking at who our next opponent is and let's try and win that. All right, so they will try to beat the Flames tomorrow night who uh, had their own little winning streak going until Toronto beat them yesterday evening. Uh, I, I just saw um, on uh, on social media earlier today, and actually Dave Campbell, uh, the producer of this show, pointed it out to me that uh, there is... Now, this, this is not a totally new story here, but some of the stuff that uh, was uh, was reported today was just a little more concrete. I mean, I'm going to give credit to Michael Menzies, who's the play-by-play voice for the Bonneville Pontiacs. I've never met Michael. Uh, this is what he wrote. I'm hearing that five AJHL teams, Brooks, Spruce Grove, Okotoke, Sherwood Park, and Black Falls, have all been accepted into the BCHL for next season. I've reached out to some uh, people with the AJHL and with those teams for not all five teams, but uh, you know, with the Empton area teams for some comment. I have not received anything back. Um, I can tell you this, this, this is not totally new. There's been speculation about this for a couple of years. The BCHL left Hockey Canada, so they're not subject to the Hockey Canada rules. And, you know, the, the teams that I listed off there, especially Spruce Grove uh, and Brooks and Okotoks and Sherwood Park, I guess Black Falls has been pretty good too. They're, they're, they moved from, they were the old Calgary Canucks and Mustangs. Um, but there's kind of been, uh, you know, three or four teams in the AJ that have been dominant in recent seasons. So, you know, I did talk to some people I, I know in, in the league and around the league that I trust, and, and some of these teams have wanted out for a few years. This is, this is what I've been told. And that, you know, the feeling that maybe the competition hasn't been good enough and maybe you can get better feedback from scouts by being, you know, in the BCHL. And what the BC teams really wanted, so the, the Junior A teams aren't, you know, the, the, there's no access to Europeans. So the BCHL can bring over European players and say, here here you can play junior A hockey. You get more viewings from the North American scouts. So, you know, you're playing in North American ice, all that kind of stuff. And if you're not under the Hockey Canada umbrella, you're getting access to players from other provinces, you know, un- underage players from under provinces. So just to use an extreme example, uh, you know, Connor McDavid as a, as a 15 year old, instead of trying to get an exemption to play in the OHL or play for Erie or players that good, a BCHL team could just say, Hey, come play for us. We're not operating under hockey Canada's rules. Come play junior hockey and then, and then see what happens to there. So these Alberta teams are looking to have those same benefits. So I think it's a bit of a step. Now, again, this has not been announced officially. I I expect that it will be at some point, or maybe somebody's going to confirm it to me. There may be people listening to the league or with those teams to the show right now, and maybe they're going to want to get in touch and clarify, which I welcome because I'm just reporting what I've heard and what I've gathered from talking to other people who I trust. Uh, But I I think this would be a bit of a, a weakening for Hockey Canada if uh, teams continue to leave the umbrella and it would certainly change the, the landscape of Junior A hockey here in Alberta. So a story to keep an eye on. Again, I'll credit 
If somebody else had it before Michael Menzies from Bonneville, then I apologize, I'm not crediting you, but that was the first person I saw having it on Twitter. Again, not totally new, but uh, appears a more definite step in that direction. Brooks, Spruce Grove, Sherwood Park, Okotoks, and Blackfalds reportedly leaving the AJHL for the BCHL. All right, 780-496-0063 if you want to get in touch. Curly Gittins Jr. from the Elks in the next half hour.